This is Andrew Cronin, and you're listening to Unknown Outcome, the artist interview series. Your chance to go behind the scenes with the Unknown Outcome artists and to learn about their lives and work. In August 2019, the Hermitage Museum and Gardens put out a call to artists. Artist teams, architects, designers, engineers, makers, creators, artists, and dreamers living in and around coastal Virginia were asked to design and fabricate an artwork that addresses the many layers of human impact on the environment. Thirteen artists and artist teams were selected to participate in the exhibition. The artwork selected provides insight into human impact on the environment, including sea level rise, climate change, pollution, and consumption. These 13 indoor and outdoor artworks will ask important questions, challenge perspectives, and educate viewers on the importance of this topic. The Hermitage Museum and Gardens is excited to showcase and support the rich artistic talent living in coastal Virginia for this compelling exhibition. Unknown Outcome a Coastal Virginia Collaboratory. These are the artists and their stories. This is Unknown Outcome, the artist interview series. Episode 9, Lindsay Horn. Lindsay Horn, thanks so much for coming on the show. Congratulations about being selected for Unknown Outcome. Uh, Thanks so much. Thank you so much for having me. I am extremely humble (laughs) to be a part of this. Lindsay, do you remember the first image or painting or movie Uh, that stuck with you like what was the first artistic thing that made an impression on you do you remember um I would probably honestly anything my mom probably any kind of art piece she brought home to hang in our house um there's like two I probably would remember as a child one was like a portrait of a mother and a child like with a child kneeling next to her And then another was like this um, young Native American girl and just like, I would always just get lost in her eyes. And I don't know, as a child, like I felt like I almost like grew up with her, you know? It's just like those pieces that like evoke emotion and just, you know, you can't even express into words. You've been a teacher, director, and performer at the Push Comedy Theater here in Norfolk, Virginia for many years. Uh, What do you think draws people to improv comedy? And uh, like, what drew you in? specifically um okay uh improv comedy changes my life or changed my life astronomically I couldn't even thank everybody there Brad Sean all the pushers Alba Ed um Adam so in 2016 like my birthday in August like after my birthday was one of those like I want to do something that scares the crap out of me and like completely like I wanted to spend money on like an experience not a thing you know I'd already like started that kind of like learning and I was like you know what screw it I'm gonna sign up for an improv class and the most beautiful time I could have done so um improv literally it like our first rule of improv is to make your partner look good second is what we always say is um it's what we say is yes and So improv alone teaches you to like, yes, and life, you know, to literally jump and figure out the rest on the way down. Um, It completely like teaches you to, honestly, I was in a weird, such a weird place in my life. It teaches you to trust humanity again, you know, because we always say this, like right before we go on stage, we like, we look at each other in the eye and we put our hands on each other's backs and we say, I got your back. And literally that alone is knowing you're like, able to create freely and knowing when you fail, you have someone right behind you to get you. And 
it's just the most beautiful thing to me. It's like learning to, I don't even know how to word it, but it's like the trust of it and not even having this fear, letting go of fear, because it's like either that or you end up going through a life that you've never even tried anything. You know, it's almost like almost welcoming fear. It's that's why I continue to go back to it, honestly. Learning to let go and learning to just trust the process as you go. Lindsay, are there parts to improv comedy that serve people well in the real world, like in their jobs, in their relationships, in the checkout counter at the grocery store? Like, has it helped you navigate life? Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. A hundred percent. Yes. So, I mean, one of the main things, what I said of why I go back to improv is you truly learn how to trust one another. And like, we are very much a combative and argumentative and defensive culture. You know, like you say something and whether that's taken out of context or tone, you know, a lot of our stuff we say now is like through text or social media, you know, where you don't even get these social cues that we need. Like I'm a big, I love um, social cues and looking at body language and everything. And so it truly gets like in the business world, it gets everyone not only listening to what another person has to say and taking in, you know, like their idea or like um, we have this problem, how can we go about this the other way? It gets everybody on the same page and to open their eyes and to just calm down first, like, you know, take a breath and truly listen. You have to have to listen to one another. So we're going to shift gears now and talk about um, Unknown Outcome specifically. Describe the piece of art that you're creating for Unknown Outcome. Uh, what's the title? What are the materials, the colors? Um, okay, so I'm working on a piece called uh, Eyes Forward. And what it is, is um, we took salvaged um, car side mirrors, which um, have the, they say, our objects are closer than they appear. And we are making almost like assembling them into a huge collage. So it's actually one mirror. So we're using epoxy and making it one mirror on one wall. And then when you're looking at the mirror on the opposing wall is a neon sign that reads the end. Epoxy, side mirrors, and a neon light. What do you hope visitors take away or learn or think about in response to your unknown outcome work? The, well, it's all about, I wanted to evoke like different perspectives. So when you're looking, I I want to know, and this is a lot of like where I want to have those conversations with viewers and um, visitors. I want to know where their eyes are drawn. So when you're looking at these like convex mirrors and you're obviously looking at something that say objects in mirror um, are closer than they appear, which then you're directed to the, the sign that reads the end. So are you, you know, are you questioning that the end is near, you know, obviously being in a pandemic, are you fearful of that? Right. Are you looking at yourself in the mirror? You know, your what are your roles right now as like in these broken systems we have, and then almost like the layering effect that the mirrors pose you know, not only your role, but also how many at like as a collective and what we have to do together. And one thing that I did change, you know, at first we had the neon sign, like almost that very vibrant red, you know, but it's like a harsh red. And I actually did change that um, to a blue, you know, because I'm very much, I don't want to instill fear right now, even more during this time where a different perspective is, 
are you looking at the end? Is there no hope for you? Or are you looking, could the end be in the, in the rear view mirror? You know, could it be behind us? Could we look forward and actually look at all of these layers, but all of these op like opportunity for interdisciplinary collaboration and new solutions and to go at this together and work our way through it. You know, um, I, I definitely don't, I want to instill like hope, you know, no matter what, right? So you mentioned that you heard about the call to artists and you made a list, uh, a bunch of lists in one of your notebooks, but how did this specific idea for Eyes Forward come to you? Were you driving? Were you riding in someone else's car? Like the idea of these side mirrors or the rear view mirror in the language that's um, imprinted on them. Do, do you remember this specific thing that like made that one? I'm trying to remember. Like, really, I don't know the exact moment that where the mirrors came from. I A lot of my work recently in the last couple of years has always had mirrors in it, weirdly, because I'm very much a looking at yourself and facing your own shadows and your own like the things that we are able to change like to face them to change them and stop running away right and like working in through those different perspectives of identity and your role as yourself in a community and society but also what that role is if you're looking at this mirror to like with another person so all of the distortion the images you see of not only yourself but together you know, you created a proposal, submitted it to our museum, waited to hear if you'd been selected, uh, found out that you had been selected. Um, of all of those things, which is the biggest struggle or what has been the biggest struggle for you in that process? Because there's because that's sort of a long chain of events. I will always say, and this is, I mean, again, this is a theme for me just in my life, but I will always say the part of me that's letting go of it. So I could work on a proposal for so long because I'm very much, I, I'm all about the details. Learning though to let go and letting the art speak for itself, right? And so I think that, that will always be a struggle for me personally, but also one of the beautiful things that keeps teaching me. So like going into the process of working this mirror, obviously we, I initially wanted to solder the mirrors together and I could not do that because when we were popping, we were trying to pop the mirror out of the plastic case and it was glued so that when we did it, we tried every single way, it would like completely shatter. And so that alone, you know, you have these ideas and learning to let go that it's not going to necessarily end up exactly the way you have in mind, <laughs> but also the beauty after that, beauty after accepting that. Lindsay Horn, congratulations about being selected for Unknown Outcome. We're so excited about Eyes Forward. Uh, thanks so much for taking the time this morning to talk. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited and thrilled to be a part of it. We'll see you this summer. All right. See y'all. Bye, Lindsay. Bye.